Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Oop, wrong button. There we go. <laughs> Andy Griffin with you live. Uh, that happens. Buttons are right next to each other. Hair's breadth apart. I got the wrong one. Welcome to the program. I am Andy Griffin. Great to be here today. Coming up in about 20 minutes, McCray Hepler will join me on the air here to talk about happenings in southern Utah. I don't know if you noticed this. Right on the boulevard where the, uh, I think it was called Even Stevens or something like that. The Even Stevens store used to be. There's uh, a couple of new uh, places going in. One is called, um, well, it's a donut place. I'm, I gotta look. I gotta look it up because I forgot the name. Uh, so one of them is a Flake Pie Company. That's what it is. It's a pie place, Flake Pie Company. And then in the same building, Rock Tacos is coming in. And if you if you look at the, I'm not an architect. Okay, I'm not a guy who. So I'll look at the design of that building. That's brilliant. No. That's not me. I just appreciate the fact that uh, people like to do things a little different, have a little different look. So the Flake Pie and Rock Flake Pie Company and Rock Tacos took that even Stevens type building there and uh, did something pretty fun with it. It looks pretty cool. Uh, good design, uh, nice signage. Uh, I, I think it's going to be fun. Some people are like, oh, that's ugly. But uh, if, you, if you look up McCray Hepler, who's going to be on the show, uh, and uh, he has a picture. He took a picture of the uh, parking lot there in the buildings, and I, I think it looks pretty cool. It's different. Uh, I don't know if you ever had a chance. N- apparently nobody did because they canceled the show, but there was a show called uh, Pushing Daisies a few years back. Uh, and when I say a few, were like 15 years ago. And it was on network TV, and then it got bumped to some one of the cable channels or whatever, and then... They told them they were canceling it, so they had like two episodes to wrap up all the little cliffhangers and, and stories of the show. But uh, one of the things I really liked about it is the outside of the store was like a pie, and you you know you open the door into the pie, and then you went into this pie maker restaurant. I don't know. I I just I guess even though I'm not an expert on things like uh, architecture, I can appreciate a well built building. Uh, yesterday, and I forget the name of the building now, but uh, yesterday they opened up the world's skinniest, world's skinniest skyscraper in New York. It's still something like uh, 85 stories high, but it's thin. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know how comfortable I would feel in the world's skinniest skyscraper because wouldn't doesn't that mean it? I mean, how do you keep it from falling over? You put a pencil on its end, and the wind blows a little bit. You know, put, put the pencil up on a flat eraser, just kind of hold it there, and, and then let it go, and, and it's going to fall over. So, I don't know. Uh, I was sad to learn of the resignation of a friend of mine, Mike Littlewood. He's been the baseball coach at uh, BYU for the last 10 years. Uh, had some good success. Three conference championships. Took the team to the national, the NCAA tournament. Um Generally speaking, uh, uh, did very well against rival U- Utah uh, in non-conference, and uh, 
today, actually yesterday, I guess, yesterday, maybe it was early this morning, uh, Mike resigned from BYU. He resigned and uh, didn't really give a reason. And it, it's, I suppose it's none of our business why he resigned. It's just the timing is weird. They're midseason. They're not having a bad year. They're 17 and 12. Yeah, they lost to Dixie State, but I don't think that factors into this. Uh, 17 and 12, they were in the mix in the West Coast Conference, and then he just resigned. And I, I don't know if it, uh, health reasons for him or for a member of his family or what, but uh, it was kind of sad. I got to know Mike when he was coach at Dixie uh, down here at Dixie State. Actually won a national championship. I think it was 2004. That's what I want. That's the year I want to say. Matt Spring was his catcher. I remember. Now, think about it. 2004, so 18 years ago. Think about cell phones back then. They were expensive, and they, were, they were, weren't great, and they were definitely not waterproof. And I remember after the game, uh, they threw Matt with his cell phone in his pocket into the pool. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, needless to say, he needed to go get a new cell phone. But... Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, Mike Littlewood resigns at BYU. It'll be interesting to see. It always comes out. They try to say personal reasons, and, and, and a day or two goes by, and finally he confides in somebody and says, well, it's because of this. Uh, it always comes out. But uh, wish Mike the best. I don't, he, he was interesting. Uh, interestingly enough, Mike had a, an extreme interest in college basketball to the point where he became – an official, and of course he worked up through the ranks, high school, et cetera, but he became one of the best college basketball officials in the United States. And when he took the job at BYU, um, he he was still allowed to officiate, but he wasn't allowed to officiate, officiate any games that involved BYU's conference, any conference members, and of course not BYU itself. Uh, and so Mike, Mike was faced with a dilemma where he really was going to lose a, you know, a part of his income. He also had to uh, commit to his new employer, Brigham Young University, that he was going to, uh, you know, not let any kind of basketball officiating interfere with his baseball job. And those two seasons do overlap. I mean, baseball's been going for uh, two months now, and basketball just barely ended a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so, you know, imagine his dilemma if the NCAA calls and says, hey, we want you to do the Final Four. That was too loud. We want you to do the final four, uh, but then his baseball is like, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, we need you to stay around and uh, coach your baseball team. And uh, by the way, uh, coaching or, or excuse me, refereeing, officiating at the high levels pays very, very well uh, to the neighborhood of about a thousand bucks a game. To do, to do a game. And that's, that's not the, just the fee. That's the fee plus travel costs and meals and et cetera, et cetera. But it can be very lucrative. So, I mean, imagine if you do, say, 30 games in a year, $30,000 $30, added, uh, added on to your bottom line in your household. That's pretty cool. Now, you are gone a lot, but, you know, it's one of those trade-off type things. Uh, 9.16 on KDX. We did have a guest scheduled for uh, this first half hour, unfortunately, the guest, uh, even though I, multiple texts, the guest is right now a no-show, which is kind of sad. Oh, I, you know what? I just got a text from the guest. Uh, yeah, she said she thought it was tomorrow. Ooh, okay, a little screw-up in scheduling. I'm going to double-check my schedule. I'm pretty sure I had her down for today. Yeah, Tuesday the 12th. 
Yeah. So anyway, hopefully she'll be here shortly. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the St. George Art Festival. Now, uh, what are your plans this weekend? Um, a couple of big things going on uh, in this area. Uh, I am a car show guy. I love car shows. I love looking at cars that I'll never be able to afford. Uh, it's kind of like the Parade of Homes. I know a lot of people who just love the Parade of Homes. They know they'll never be able to have that, you know, that uh, 45 by 20 pool or that, uh, you know, the the stereo system intercom that goes through the whole house or what, whatever it is. But they love to go and look at that stuff and dream and think about what what could be uh you know, possibly in their lives if, you know, if, if, uh, if things were a little different. And I'm that way with car shows. I love to go to a car show and look at man, uh, uh, just, just cars that are nice that I probably, I mean, you look at some of those, some of those show cars are, are multi, like, like six figure cars, 100,000, 200,000 uh, million dollar cars. And some of them, they don't even have a price set. They bought them for, say, ten or 15000 and then they've spent hours and hours and hours and dollars and dollars and dollars in getting the, uh, getting the cars ready for a show. And uh, I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of money. I don't have that kind of patience. But I admire the guys that do. So I love car shows. The Easter car show is out there in Hurricane, right downtown Hurricane there, uh, right by the, uh, uh, what do they call it, the city center, the rec center, whatever it is. Um, right downtown by the school, uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, as you hit the rec center, it's probably worth your effort to then come back into town as you hit the car show and come back into town and go to the St. George Arts Festival. I think that could be pretty uh, pretty awesome as well. The Arts Festival is uh, this Friday and Saturday in historic Town Square in St. George, right there at 50 South Main, and uh, just uh, participate in uh, live music, live art, booths, uh, incredible food, uh, amazing stuff at the St. George Arts Festival. And I think Michelle is here. Bring her on back, Michael. Uh, yeah, there she is. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Let's get you on the air here and uh, talk a little bit more about the Arts Festival. How are you today? It's good to see you. Hi, Andy. It's great to see you. Thanks for having us. Um, we're really excited about the St. George Art Festival, 43rd mm -hmm. year. 43 uh, of them, wow. Yeah, right? I know. We're getting old here in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of gray hair creeping in, I guess. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every year it just, you know, gets bigger and better. And I really feel like we're becoming this art mecca. And the artists are just so thrilled to be here. You know, last mm -hmm. year, they were so thrilled to be back because so very few things were open because of COVID. And um, the city just welcomed these artists and they did really well after not being able to show their wares for over a year. And so we just had such a strong return to applications this year for artists that mm -hmm. it was really hard to choose which artists could come because we only have so many booths. So you but, had to tell people no. I mean, a lot got turned away. Yeah, we had over 250 applications, wow. and we can only accept about 120 of those artists. So we half, wow. About 150 booth spaces. Some take a little, you know, some get double booths. So, yeah, yeah we've just... We've got to find more wow. space for them all because we don't want to turn them away. It's really going to be a dynamic show this year. Somebody said something about the uh, the artists being juried, uh, and I didn't understand what they – and they explained a little bit, but maybe you can explain more. It's The selection process involves uh, – I mean, you guys, your goal is to get the best of the best. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we um, we have an arts commission that volunteers their time here, and um, they help us. And then we have guest um, artists mm-hmm. that come together and look at all these applications. So artists pay an application fee, and then they send us um, really what they'll be selling in their booth and what it will look like. And then um, this... Does that mean like photos or video or what, or, or the actual pieces of art? Yeah, or? by photo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they send in kind of a compilation of what, the, what their booth will look like and hmm. what they'll be selling and what um, category they fit into. We have 15 categories of artists of different kinds of art. And um, then we come together as this... Um, artistic board and mm-hmm. everyone gets to vote and it's a hard process but we wow. narrow it down and then we create a waiting list for you know in case spaces open up um, and we've been able to put a few people on those waiting lists in the show um, but for the most part the artists uh, applied were accepted and are coming they they're Incredible. looking forward to it so is there certain criteria you're looking for when you're when you're choosing? Like do they do you prefer ones that are from the area or from Utah or does that even factor in? No, that doesn't really factor in. We think it's wonderful to have a wide variety and a large breadth of um breadth of artists uh visiting the area. Um mm-hmm. you know, we we just want a diversity of art that's available for people to both just observe. I mean, come out to just observe it. We're not just asking yeah. you to buy. We're asking you to see a really beautiful juried art show like you would go to a fine museum um, and see great works of art. Now, that's not to say there's things that aren't affordable. There are prints, right. stickers, fun things for people to um, purchase, as well as beautiful, remarkable pieces of art for your home. Behind me is a caricature of, of me that uh, one of your artists did at the at the St. George Art Festival. And actually, it was it was kind of a, a funny story. Um, he had like five people lined up and each caricature takes half hour or so. And so I was like, that's two and a half. I don't have time for that. <laughs> and so I got his card and I actually called him at home and we just we worked it out where he did, actually did the caricature off of a photograph. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it, it's pretty fantastic. Fantastic job, huh? It is a fantastic job. I, I need job. to shave my beard off so I match it again. <laughs> yeah, but, uh... <laughs> you've got the mustache going. No, that looks yeah, great. Really he comes job. every year, and yeah. we love having him. And what, do you remember his name? Because I don't. Oh, see, you've caught me off Sorry guard a little that. bit yeah. this morning, no, so I'm not okay. going to remember. But um, I and I haven't been a part of the art festival for a long time, but I know he has a long-standing relationship with us, and mm-hmm. you'll just love him. He's one of the best He's good. I've seen. He's oh, wait, really he's good. good. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to have a henna artist there this year. Oh, and henna artist? Henna. So what does that mean? That means like fake tattoo. So oh, okay. <laughs> if you want to see what it's like to have a tattoo or if your teenagers think they really want one, you can get if these. You want to freak mom and dad out. Just freak go them home out. With the I know. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but they only last for a little while. But. Mm. Um, so they're just fun. And then we'll have um, face painting for the kids. And we actually have a whole kids area with um, right. make and take crafts that you can. Um, creation station. Is that what it's the called? The creation station. Yeah. Yes. And all of that is free. So our arts department and our, actually our race department do a really um, put forth a really big effort to provide all this fun stuff for the kids. We're going to have duck races in the. Um, Lazy River, you know, at Town Square. These are, these are rubber duckies, right? These are rubber duckies okay. dressed up 
as Easter characters, these rubber hate duckies. To, I'd, hate to, I'd hate to see a real duck all steroided up and everything. No, no, trying no. To win, I no. don't think we'd do that. That wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> but we may give a ginormous um, pool float rubber ducky away as the prize. Oh, I'm wow. just saying. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sounds so, really awesome. Yeah, and then, um, and I know you'll probably want to get into this, but we also have three stages of mm-hmm. performing mm-hmm. Um, guests. And so there's going to be really good music the whole show, the whole weekend. Uh, is, does each stage kind of have its genre where, you know, certain type of music here or certain type of performance there? No, only... Um, the thing that we've added this year is Civic uh, Pacifica, if you're familiar with sure. them. the dancers, yeah. The dancers, the um, Hawaiian dancers, they have such a large presence that we've given them kind of their own area. So they'll be performing um, midday on Saturday right in the town square. Um, and then the other two stages, one will be out on Tabernacle Street this year, which mm-hmm. we've um, closed off to just kind of expand the festival. So that will be one of our stages, food trucks out there, lots of food trucks. So if anything, just come to eat, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get all the good stuff. And then um, our other stage is behind the Washington County School District building, so part of Town Square. And there are food trucks over there as well. So there's really no... Um, it's just a mix of artists, and they just okay. perform for about 45 minutes um, each hour um, during the whole course of the festival. So you can actually go to our website and find out um, yeah, looking at it right now. who's playing and who you might want to come and see. But they're all going to be great, so can't go wrong. You guys have added this year the Art Attack, a one-mile run. You want to tell us about this? Because I, I know uh, artists are so busy, sometimes they don't have time to run. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start the day off at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning with a brand new race. And if you know our race director, Aaron Mettler, which I mm-hmm. think you do, oh yeah, he's, he is a hoot. Yeah, he's a funny guy, but he's also an extreme athlete. He's very, very good. He is an extreme athlete, super dedicated to the sport, has won the St. George Marathon mm-hmm. four times. Mm-hmm. So that's not too shabby. But he just comes up with all this incredibly fun and funny stuff. So he's just created a race for the whole community. So you can come out on your bike on your rollerblades you can run you can walk you can dress up in a costume there's all these categories for fun (laughs) and we're just gonna um, do a one mile uh, run right there to kind of kick off art festival saturday morning so you won't want to miss that i think it's 25 dollars to join and um, you get crazy socks you get a great medal it's really a fun event for the whole family to start the day and hopefully the art attack won't give you a heart attack (laughs) oh no none of that (laughs) All right, then we're talking St. George Arts Festival. It is this Friday and Saturday. What time? Uh, what time are we opening up, and what do we expect early on? If I wanted to catch it early, yeah. So you want to be here um, at 10 a.m. That's when the artists will open their booths, and you know, Friday morning if you're able, that's when you'll get the best selection. Although the artists kind of save them some of their wares to put out Saturday, so they have a fine selection of don't, things. Don't want both to sell days. out early, yeah, no. right. That wouldn't be good. Uh, some of the bands that uh, you've signed, some of the people that are going to be performing, I know uh, they were talking about some of the great dancers that are going to be up there. Uh, but what about, can you think of any of the bands that are going to be on there that we could look forward to? Um, there's a lot of local bands that you might um, be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just go to our website because there's okay. going to be a list of 
um, bands, and you're going to recognize the names. Oh, you have it right there. Give yeah, us a few. Kind of, yeah, the, give us a the few. Honky Tonk Heroes, the Hubcaps. Hey, there's a band called the Ford Mustangs. <laughs> sounds I like have, a car show, huh? I have a Ford Mustang. <laughs> uh, I want to see what it sounds like, apparently. St. George Jazz, the Desert Nomads, Lawn Darts. Uh, yeah, the Lawn Darts. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're such a staple here in St. George. You're going to love them. Yeah, as well as, uh, let's see, uh, Wooden Tantrum, Seth Brown, Tom Bennett. Yep, another then, famous name in St. George. Yeah, good stuff. Really, it's one of those, like, like there, there's a certain, I think, reputation. Well, I'm an art lover. You know, the person that eats caviar and drinks expensive wine and has the pinky in there. That, <laughs> that, that is, I think that is a really unfair characteriz- characterization of an art lover because you can love art whether it's, uh, I don't know if you see behind me, my brother took that picture. Beautiful piece of art. That is art. That kind of stuff is art, too. And that's kind of what you guys display is a little bit of everything. Yes. Sculptures, pictures, photographs, whatever. Yeah, 15 different categories to wow. choose art from. So even leatherworking. I mean, we have a wide variety of things and a wide variety of price ranges, like we mentioned before. So it is for that pinky pop-in drink, you know, <laughs> fine arts lover, but it's also for you and I, you yeah. know, that just want to come and, you know, buy a poster to add a little beauty to your kid's room or something, anything. Yeah. Um, this really, more than anything that we do, and um, as the deputy director of arts and events, we put on all the events for the city. This one, the St. George Art Festival, to me, is the most community-minded. Mm-hmm. There is really, truly something for every member of your family to be a part of at this event. Um, because, you know, you can eat, listen to music, view, purchase, enjoy art. And then your kids can also have this great experience. They can throw um, a clay pot while they're there. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a whole pot um, throwing studio. We have all these crafts that they can make, take home, play at the park like you always do at Town Square, mm-hmm. you know, with your bathing suit in the lazy river and just have a great <laughs> afternoon with us. And I think I read somewhere there's, what, 15, 20 different food trucks? Oh, there'll be more than 20. And yeah, I see that you have that up. If you want to give them a a taste of the food, you know, it's all the, it's all the good, good stuff that you can't eat every day, right? (laughs) (laughs) That you can come and Are you saying they're going to deep fry some Twinkies maybe? (laughs) You know, they might. (laughs) Miriam's tamales smothered at Collier's Corner, Sub-Zero ice cream, Texas Twister, the Corn Dog Company, Totally Nuts, Twisted Doodle, all kinds of, like I said, I mean, that was just a small sampling of of the booths and then the trucks that'll be there as well. So it looks like a lot of fun, Michelle. Absolutely. And and the one thing I, I think worth noting, uh, yes, you get a lot of tours, especially from northern Utah for the art festival. But there's a lot of lo- – this is kind of – this attracts families from here in St. George and Cedar City and Hurricane and Santa Clara and, and whatever. I think this is made for us too. Oh, absolutely. So. This is the event for our community for sure. And, you know, tourists are welcome as well. But, yeah, this is St. George's um, – fun premiere event. Michelle, thanks for coming over. Really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Good luck this weekend. 10 a.m. Friday, 10 a.m. Saturday, the St. George Arts Festival. Looking forward to it. Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news. Always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890. 92.5 KDXU. Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. 
Welcome back. 936. Thanks to Michelle Graves for coming in. We had our signals crossed, but uh, we got it done. Anyway, Arch Festival this weekend. Car show out in Hurricane. It's, there's plenty to do. If you can't find something to do, it's your fault, not ours. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Hanging, on, hanging with us on a Tuesday morning is McCray Hepler. McCray, how are you? Hey, good, Andy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on today, McCray, with Eagle Gate title. And uh, also the guy who has his eye on St. George. You're keeping an eye on things for us, aren't you, McCray? I try. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, you put a picture up on Facebook uh, yesterday, day before, uh, about a couple of new restaurants opening in St. George, right on the boulevard, as a matter of fact. Tell us about that. Yeah. So they, the first one opens tomorrow. It's Flake Pie Company, which are like mini pies, and they're called Flake. They're... There's a strudel-looking one too. There, but they're it's a dessert place, um, and I, it's it's unique to St. George because we have we have a few really good pie stores that have the big classic pies, but these are just smaller, mini, individual size. Mm, uh, sounds pies, good. I think we'll do really well. And then uh, so they open tomorrow, uh, and the building they're in is the old Even Stevens Building on St. George Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And so where Cafe Rio was before, even Stevens, they've really redone the entire outside of the building. It looks really cool. You can't miss it if you drive by. Um, and so, yeah, they open tomorrow. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, alongside them in the same building is Rock Taco, uh, which is uh, some tacos from up north that I keep hearing raving fans talking about. <laughs> So I'm really excited. I'm a, I'm a big taco guy, so I'm really excited. Tell us a little bit about, I, I mentioned this early in the show, but maybe you can comment on, maybe you're a better uh, expert on the topic. But I'm not an architect, but I love the fact that these buildings, instead of, you know, a square box with a sign, they've really made an effort to make it kind of a cool space. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I think, the, I think we need to see more and more of that because uh, that's what, that's what's driving. That's what's driving interest is great food, but also a great, you know, great environment. You have to, I think, in today's modern environment, environment, McRae, and you can talk about this a little bit. Uh, you have to not just be a good restaurant. You've got to be a place that people want to go to. Uh, I think about a friend of mine uh, owns Angelica's, and uh, Angelica's is, of course, their food is great, and that's what keeps people coming back. But uh, first time you go there, you want to experience the fact that it's kind of an artsy, kind of a cool little, he's got a big mural on the wall and, and knickknacks everywhere. And I think that's what has to happen in modern business, right, to get people in the doors? Yeah, no, I completely agree, and that's what, we like I said, we've seen like Angelica's is a great example, and we have we have some of that here, uh, but we need more and more. So that's why I really like what they did because really it yeah it requires good food, but also a good environment, uh, and also like I was talking to the girl last night there, people are going to want to put that on Instagram, and so and that's a big that's a big marketing tool in today's world is uh, is social media, and so when you have a picturesque type environment that's what hits the that's what hits the social media and that's what just keeps the keeps that that interest going so keeps it growing you're you're pretty young McCrae, so for you maybe this is is not that surprising but for me as an old guy uh you know 
the Instagram and that type of thing started off as a novelty. If you went and ate somewhere you liked, you might put a picture on Instagram and a couple of your friends would like it and, hey, that's cool or whatever. But, I mean, you're, you're right. It, it's actually a big part of what restaurants do. I know, I, have, I know several business owners, and they're like, look, if we don't get good reviews on Google, if we're not on Instagram, people, you know, sharing our photos, the photos of our place around, then we're not going to make it. And, and that's, that's a reality. It is a reality, hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, good, good to see you. again those two new, uh, two new businesses there, uh, Flake Pie Company and Rock Taco. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to those opening. Flake is tomorrow. You, you don't know when uh, the taco joints can open. Yeah, they said it in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. All so. right. Looking forward to that. Maybe I'll meet you down there. We can have some pie and tacos, huh? <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm down. Tell us a little bit about your latest video, McCray. What's happening in STG? What did you focus on this time? Uh, so the last couple, one of them I did was Tech Ridge, uh, and the other one since we last talked was on South River Road, which is more restaurants. So which which do you want to talk about? Uh, let's start with South River Road first. Okay. Uh, so South River Road, we're talking down uh, where Summit is. There's a Maverick on the corner there of 1457 mm-hmm. River Road. The Popeye Chicken yeah, and, the yeah. Popeye's, yeah. Uh, Popeyes and the um, Dutch Bros Coffee. Right, so right, right. Just south of just south of the uh, Popeyes, there's a new four space building. Uh, you've got mixed soda and dough, which is another soda shop, and mm. cookie. That's open. Uh, next to it is Dixie Meats, uh, which is a local favorite. I know a lot of people on that side of town are really stoked to have them over there. So that's a second location for Dixie Meats. They're going to keep this one open over here on Sunset? Yes, that is my understanding. Okay, I don't cool. have that confirmed, but that's, I would I would assume so, yes. And by the way, folks, if you do stop by Dixie Meats, grab a couple of chicken cordon blues. You won't be sorry. Trust me on this one. For sure. <laughs> totally. Um. We had the mayor on, and she was talking about uh, eventually putting that road through, building another bridge and having that road that goes by Popeye's there actually go through and connect with the uh, with the with St. George, with that side yeah. of town. Have you heard about that? Center. Yeah, I actually did a video on that uh, a couple of months back when I was talking about Washington Fields roads. Because, yes, that – so right now the road – so 1450 South where Summit is – continues all the way out to the fields where the new temple is going right and it'll continue uh, it'll continue going right in front of the temple and swerve around over onto 3650 south which takes you out to staley farm and that road will continue all the way to the seven and so what they'll do is so that'll go all the way to the seven which is southern parkway and then coming back, then that so then 1450 South going west uh, beyond beyond Popeyes, we'll go through that field over the river wow. and uh, hook on to where the convention center is. That's a, sounds expensive. Sounds like so, a big big project. And yeah, uh, I, I don't know if you, you were around for our hundred year flood we had a few years back, but that's a little scary too there too because you never know when that river is going to rear its ugly head. Yes, although, I mean, yes, and it's just the road. Uh, I don't know what they have planned other other than that, the road getting over to that, making that jump. But, yeah, no, that's definitely something to think about. 
and but it will take off. I think that'll alleviate reverse side drive and river road quite a bit. Do you ever sit back and McCray, you're a St. George lifer. You grew up here. Uh, do you ever yeah. step, step back and go, what in the world is going on to my, my town? Um, I mean, yes and no, I love it. So I think it's, I, I'm all, I'm all for it. I think I'm from here and you know, the more that we have some of these cool, new, unique things coming to St. George, it's just going to continue making this place a better place to live. I think despite the traffic. Yeah, yeah, despite the, well, and if we build more roads, hopefully that'll take care of itself. Now we just got to figure out how to get more water. Um, I, yeah, I, and I know there's a lot of. I, I did a video last week with Adam Snow, the county commissioner, mm-hmm. that I'll be posting this week. And I know there's a lot of people working on that. Um, and I know that there's there's some good good plans in the works. So yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of people a lot smarter than you and I working on the water yes. problem. And we can debate all right. it all at once, but they they got the smart guys working on it. That's what really matters. Absolutely. All right, McCray, I got to get a commercial break in. You okay to hang a little bit longer? Yeah. Very good. Sure. All right, 945 on KDXU. Uh, thanks so much to Joe Shoney, uh, show sponsor here on KDXU. Uh, his specialty is, well, customer service. He's a loan consultant, but he doesn't just uh, have you sign some papers and send you on your way. He makes sure that you're aware of what's happening with your loan all along the way. He's Joe Shoney online at experience.com, a 4.91 out of five-star score. That's phenomenal, folks. Give Joe a call today. Uh, you won't be sorry. 435-590-6300. Joe Shoney is NMLS number 121041. Welcome back. I'm Andy live uh, in the Camping World of St. George Studios. I am 56 years old. Some of you say, I'm just a youngin'. Others like McCray is like, man, dude, you're, you're old, yo. Uh, what's up, McCray? How you doing, man? Hey, good. How are you, Andy? What year were you born, McCray? I was born in 90. 1990. Okay, so you're a year older than my son. I My oldest son was born in 91. So, uh, yeah, uh, he. I, I was asking him. I, I, he, he was complaining about the jazz. Uh, we all love the jazz. He was complaining about the jazz, kind of how they kind of finished uh, not very well this year. They got the playoffs coming up, but they have to go on the road. And I said, well, at least we had the, you know, the Carl Malone, John Stockton years. He goes, Dad, I was like, I was like four years old or five years old when that was happening. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry about that. So he doesn't really remember that too well. Uh, do you remember Malone, Stockton to Malone, uh, uh, Jeff Hornacek, all those guys? Oh, absolutely. Those are my. That's when I grew to love sports. Was about the age of six or seven, and uh, yes, those were my guys. The glory years. If not for Michael Jordan, we might have a couple of uh, championship banners up in the uh, Vivint Arena, huh? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, wh- one of the things that uh, kind of the themes on this show is right now the number one business in southern Utah, the number one uh, category for activity is construction. Uh, it used to be agriculture, then it was construction. The thought is, what is it going to be in the future? Because construction is not sustainable. Eventually, it won't be number one. And a lot of folks are turning to Tech Ridge technology. What are your thoughts on that? I know you recently did a video on Tech Ridge. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah. I mean, I think the more that we can diversify our economy here with sustainable, sustainable jobs, sustainable companies, uh, companies that can withstand some of the highs and lows in the construction world um, and just give us more give us more 
you know, opportunities for kids to stay here. Um, I think we should all be, you know, doing our best to try to help push that forward. Uh, and so then that's where a lot of the opportunities that kids want nowadays is in that sector. And so we've got tons of different tech. We've got biotech at the, at the universe or at the hospital. There, there's a couple of different um, really cool things happening there. We've got aerospace tech between Ram company and intergalactic. And then we've got software tech, you know, with Zonos and Bayesian and Busy Busy. And then we've had a couple of northern companies come down with remote offices like Awardco and Weave uh, and a few others that are up on Tech Ridge. Uh, we've got a really, really great startup community. And I don't want to leave anybody out, but there's so many. Corso, which is a really cool company. Uh, Sterabin, which is now called, I think, UV360. Uh, these guys are doing amazing things. Uh, if I if I had my list in front of me, I would I would name all of them. But there's so much happening, and it's really kind of un, un it's under the, the radar, I think, unless you're really involved yeah. in it. I I agree. And in fact, you mentioned some of those names, and I'm like, wow, I didn't I didn't know they were here, or I haven't heard of them yet. And and for you to t- to mention that they're right here in St. George, it kind of blows me away. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And so for us to have a, now a hub that's been in the works for long before, long before, you know, COVID made everybody work from home, long before really, you know, the the, the tech industry has been growing, obviously, for many, many years. But but here locally, um, it's, just, it's been more recently. And with the Silicon Slopes up north and, you know, all those opportunities up there, it's, it's gra- gravitating toward down here. So for the timing of Tech Ridge to come to fruition, although I still wish it could have been done faster, but, you know, things like COVID and different things have happened. And it's a massive master plan community. Um, it's, it's, it's a great landing spot and it's a great opportunity for tech and non-tech companies um, together to create something and so tech ridge is up on airport old airport hill it's a 180 acre bluff Mm -hmm. and it's got some of the best views that as you know in the in the city and so far you know phase one is getting built out and just most recently the old fedex hangar down on this near the south end which is converted into office space for zonos and zonos because uh, Zonos has been in the in the Bayesian building. If you've been up there, uh, Bayesian built a beautiful building, and Zonos has been in there until their building has has begun. And they were getting crammed because they've been they raised a sixty nine million dollars Series A, uh, and they've they're they're growing like crazy. And so they needed extra space, and so the city approved the old FedEx hangar to be converted into office space, and wow. they're now. They've got half their staff in there now. And around there, they've also, I think, containers, the containers were just dropped off last night. But they're, they're building a container park, uh, offices built out of containers, hmm. which is really cool. That'll be temporary space as well for more Zona. Uh, they're called Zonuts, actually, for more Zonuts, <laughs> as well as some of the other companies that are yeah. up there uh, in the old in the other hangar. So. That's one of the cool things happening right now up there. And then they've got a lot more construction on the way starting soon on the north end. 
for more office space. Is that are they going to run out of space up there? I mean, that's a finite amount of space. It's a big space, but it is a finite amount of space. Eventually, the airport had to move. Do you see Tech Ridge ever running out of space up there? Uh, well, I mean, it'll get it'll get fully built out. I'll tell you that uh, there is enough room for. They've got planned a million square feet of office, which is actually double what we currently have here. Oh. Uh, which is crazy, but um, I think it'll still, if, if we continue the trajectory that we're on, um, you know, it'll, it's going to fill for sure. Uh, will it be, uh, will it not be enough? I mean, that would be a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, between the office space up there and then the hotel and the retail with the restaurants and there's, 2,400 uh, housing units going up there, apartments and condos and townhomes. So it'll be a place where people can literally work, live, work, and play, or live, what is that? What, live, work, play, like the mantra that we have in Southern Utah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of, it'll be, it's it's shaping up to be awesome. McCray Hepler gives updates every couple of weeks, video updates online if you want to be a part of it. But McCray, what's the best way if they want to sign up for your newsletter, your video newsletter? So the, the best way, I've got a link. It's just southernutahnewsletter.com forward slash home. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, McCray Hepler is my name, M A C R A E. Hepler, H-E-P-P-L-E-R. McCray, it's always a pleasure having you on, keeping an eye on what's happening in St. George. Is there a new project coming that uh, you maybe even can't say the name yet, but you're pretty pumped about? Uh, yeah, there's a few, but that I, like you said, I there's not much I can say yet. But You've been sworn to secrecy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, keep us surprised, and when you can say those names, we'll have you on the show to say them. And looking, looking forward to it. Right now, I'll meet you over at Rock Tacos when they open, and and we'll have a couple, huh? All right, sounds good to me. Thank you, McCray. Okay, thanks, Andy. McCray Hepler on the Andy Griffin Show here on uh, KDXU. Uh, coming up this week, we're uh, let's see tomorrow. We're going to talk schools with Washington County uh, School. Uh, uh, we've got the Steve Dunham coming on. He is the public information guy or the the communications director for the school district. We'll also have a member of the school board on uh, Thursday here on the Andy Griffin Show. Mayor Cress Staley will join me. And I think he said he was bringing a guest. And right now, my brain will not process who his guest was going to be. So, uh, And I didn't write it down. But, uh, yeah, that, that's coming up on Thursday. Open line Friday on the show. Next week on the program, We'll hear from, I believe, Adam Snow is going to join us from Washington County Commission here, or or Gil Omquist. We'll also hear from Don Willie from the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Brett Pruitt will join us as well. A lot of good things planned uh, in the future here on the program. I just wanted to finish uh, finish up the program with a little thought of uh, kind of what's what's, uh, going on in the world. Uh, It can be a scary time, and when, when, when you are raising your kids or raising your grandkids or spending time with your grandkids, uh, keep a couple of things in mind. First of all, uh, these little, these little phones they have, these little computers they carry around with them. They can be definitely a distraction. They can mess with a kid's head, but they don't have to be, they don't have to be evil. If you can find ways to turn that little computer they have into a positive experience uh, where they're learning uh, where they're communicating. Communicating is good. 
uh, where they're communicating and they're learning and uh, and they're creating. I think, you know, we're, we're hard on cell phones. We make fun of people, but they can be great tools. It's, it's like the Internet when the Internet was new. Uh, my religious leaders were like, I wanted them to— to say the internet is evil, don't go there. They never did say that. They said the internet can be very useful in a positive way if we choose to look at it that way. The other thing I would say, along with uh, trying to trying to steer your kid with the cell phone use the, the right way, the other thing I would say is don't forget about faith. I think it's so easy for our kids to forget about faith, but there are ways in your phone and there are ways in your life where you can incorporate faith in a higher power, faith in God. And uh, we can do it. It takes a little more effort as a parent or a grandparent, but we can do it. You just got to uh, just got to kind of hang in there and try to try to do it the right way. Uh, unfortunately, I had more on that, but I was I am out of time. So, nine fifty nine on KDXU. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow.